Welcome to Grace Church Podcast. This is Julie Sheely. We hope you are blessed by today's podcast, and we pray that you are changed by today's message. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, this is Father Jonathan coming to you again with another one of our coronavirus podcasts. Um, As we try to help you at home uh, really stay engaged both with your spirit and Jesus, and today in our podcast studio, I have two uh, really great friends of mine, uh, Julie Sheely and Tyrus Clutter, both of which I consider very accomplished artists. So thanks for being here, guys. It's fun to be here. I'm happy. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. So uh, I want to start today by just asking you, one, to say a little bit about uh, yourself in terms of your life here at Grace, but also why art is important to you. Julie, go first. Okay, well, um, I think most of you have either seen me in church. I'm one of those back row people with my family, and um, I'm so blessed to have both my daughters um, and their husbands and all four of our grandchildren that that join us in church most every Sunday. Um, We always want to make sure the Sheely Pew has got at least one representative there. Nice. But um, I, um, I, my career has been, I've been a teacher all my life. Um, I worked for the Marion County School System for 33 years. I was a teacher, principal, and a school, and a district administrator. Um, And, and during my 32 years, uh, I do not have a background in art at all. Um, but I had... The, when you say that, you mean like formally, right? Formally, formally, yes, okay. yes. So, but I had, I had such opportunities to work in schools with students and with, with teachers and especially art teachers. And I could see the depth of knowledge that changes with the exposure to what kind of art, the, what kind of art the teachers were exposing the kids to. Um, and then, you know, later on, we, we really got into thematic teaching where, where art became part of everything they did, whether it was science, social studies, and so forth. So through, through my career in education, I learned how um, valuable it was to use art as a, as a tool for, for almost everything. And um, so I, I actually started working with getting mentored by other artists that I really enjoyed, whether they were te- teachers, including teachers and other artists, real artists like Tyrus, and having, having <laughs> I, opportunities. I think that's an unhelpful, that's an unhelpful <laughs> distinction there, Julie. It's not helpful. <laughs> but but it, was, it was such a wonderful um, opportunity for me to have, um, have that time to watch teachers uh, work with children. And then then moving on, I taught I taught teachers how to be teachers mm-hmm. um, in the in college and universities, and I used art myself to help teachers bring that into their classrooms. So, number one, I love to teach, and I <clears throat> now in my second career as as an artist, and I have a gallery downtown, and and I teach adults twice a week. I have um, almost thirty five students that. Mm-hmm that um, we just we just enjoy being together, and it's therapy for us. So um, I'm excited to have this second career to be able to... And it sounds like a community. Like you it have is. a community of artists that you... It is. It is a community, and, and um, I love to share. So that, that's, love it. That's, my, that's my role. Perfect. <laughs> love it. Thanks, Julie. Tyrus? 
Okay, well, I am also a second service person like Julie, um, probably a little more visible because I sit at the front of the church <laughs> and also <laughs> have uh, at times been in the choir, so you might have seen me robed up there, but I'm on a little bit of a hiatus right now. He's the one with the bow tie, just by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the best yeah. way to and you have figure great, out who uh, I am. Great. So. Uh, jackets. Yeah, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like your jackets a lot. <laughs> Leftovers from living up north. <laughs> but um, I am formally trained as as an artist. Um, went to college and grad school um, with painting degrees and then moved into teaching at the college level. Uh, currently, I teach at the College of Central Florida here in uh, Ocala. And before that, um, I was at a couple different schools, but I also, for about five years, I was the director for an organization called Christians in the Visual Arts um, that kind of pairs that in every way you can conceive, just what, what that, the title of that is. Um, so we can get into a little bit more of some of that throughout the conversation, but um, when I have a chance, I actually do still create. So, um, and during this time, I will be creating probably more than I normally <laughs> do because I will be at home. I just uh, started on a painting commission this morning that I will be uh, getting done over the next few weeks. And both of you have art for sale here in town in yes. various places, right? I mean, yep. I've seen yours downtown, Tyrus, yep. and Julie. You're, you have a you have a studio, we, yeah. or a... Um, Gallery B, which is right next to Griner's. Okay. Um, it's a little plug. Um, <laughs> but um, we have seven local artists that are there, nice. and we're all at different stages of uh, cool. where we are. So, okay. so yeah, it's great. So uh, thank you for your big introductions. Now tell, tell me a little bit, as uh, we were talking about this, how would you describe art? Like, what is art? And Tyrus, why don't we start with you? Um, it's, it's a harder question for me um, because it is. I have so much background on it, but in, in one of the simplest ways to look at it, I think about it being one of the primary things that makes us human. So uh, it's different from from what animals do. I mean, a bird may make an interesting nest, but you know, some of the more interesting bird nests probably have human-made elements that the birds have picked up and put in them. Um, as we, as we look at that, and um, it it really is something that. I, I think it's part of what we share with our, it's part of our spirit that comes from God. What makes us God-like, for lack of a better term. Uh, I but mean, in the, his image. In his image, good. Right. Thank you. That's yeah, the, yeah. the one I'm looking That's for. That's what I'm here for, yes. And, uh, <laughs> this is my contribution to the discussion. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it's the thing that makes, that makes us human and um, touching on the divine. So it's it's creative, but there's I mean there's there's more to it. I I don't always like to say that everybody is an artist, but everyone has creativity within okay. them. Is is kind of the distinction that I make it, from down to the clothes that you choose every day. So the so. creativeness, would you say, is that is, is that the artistic, the artist inside? Is that creativeness? Yeah, it's I mean it's it's choice. We have choice and it which again gets to the spiritual, you know, mm -hmm. we are given free choice and what makes us all unique one from another is the choices that we make. Okay. Um, and so even how we make we create, uh, that will be representative of what's inside of us and therefore our art. That, sure. That yeah, right? that, that's I'm accurate. trying to tease yeah, this out yeah. so I understand it's from my. I mean, I'm not an artist in my opinion, but yeah, I, I do I, like woodworking. I think that's accurate. Yeah, mm -hmm. accurate what you're saying. So yeah, that's and. That's its own art form. Um, I mean, classically, that, we think about we would... art as like 
paintings, sculpture. Right, and there's it's much more to it than that. So, and in the twentieth into the twenty first century, um, it's a lot less like what we think traditionally. Mm-hmm. But um, but they still all touch on the same things sure. that have to do with creativity. And really the spirit. I mean, it's, I, don't, I don't think there is the creativity without the spirit. Love so. it. I want to say more about that in a second, but Julie, what would you add to this? Well, I, I think, number one, I think God, God is really fun because he has given all of us this creativity in one way or another. Um, and you've heard the term over and over again that art is in the eye of the beholder. So um, it's interesting. Uh, Tyrus has done these um, sculptural installations at, at church. And people would walk in the door and they'd look at it and they, some people wouldn't understand that that's art. And then some people would look at it really closely and understand, you know, what it was symbolizing. But it was a great, it was, it was such a great example of how art can be in different forms. It can be an installation. It can, as Tyra said, it can be in the clothes you wear. It can be in enjoying, somebody can walk into the gallery, for instance, and see a very abstract piece of art, painting, and they'll say, Oh, I just don't see anything. The next person will come in and say, "Oh, that's beautiful." Um, so, so art is partly how it moves you. Art is how it's, it's emotional. Okay. It's emotional, and and going back to we, we all have this wonderful free will that God gave us to be able to choose. You know, what is it that I like, and what is it that that um, what colors do I enjoy? What you know, how do I decorate my home? All these things are choices we're given because God has fun and he's creative and he wants all of us to be able to use that. Use those tools we have to help show who we are individually. Love it. Well, we've already sort of transitioned from what is art to sort of how do we engage with it in spirit. I'm even reminded by the things that you are saying. Um, when Solomon was building the temple, he called the artisans together and they weren't just sculpture sculptors or... Uh, painters, they were craftsmen of all kinds, and they, were, they called them artists, because uh, everything that we can create can have an artistic component. It's not utilitarian. We don't just make simple boxes. Because if we make utility, then... Yeah, you would need no beauty, necessarily, and it would just be right. purely functional. Love it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and God was pleased with that. It's interesting, mm-hmm. um, if you go back in history, that people would say, that, you know, during the Reformation... There was the iconoclasm where people destroyed things, and they were kind of looking at the Ten Commandments and saying, you know, you're not supposed to have any idols. And, you know, all they needed to do was really look at the Old Testament and see that God was pleased with the temple for its aesthetics as well as, you know, what it was f- between him and the, the Hebrews. So, love it. Mm-hmm. love it. So when you, I'm curious, Tyrus, when you have created something, what is going on inside of you spiritually? Um, that takes place at different places in the creation in different ways so um conceptually for a piece um that may i mean my work is typically kind of more spiritually based unless Mm -hmm. it is like a commission like i'm doing a dog painting right now which there's (laughs) nothing too spiritual about that for me Um, but i'm sure the person will be happy with it um and so I'm, I might be thinking of a, a certain concept, and I, I use a lot of text in my work, and so that it's figuring out where the text comes from. It does; it's a lot of reading, and that may be very meditational. You mean like biblical texts. Sometimes, okay. sometimes other things. Okay. I'm, I'm working on a whole series that has to do with confession right now, and okay. so that's partly biblical, but other things that I'm reading into it as Reverend Carolyn actually. Caroline, sorry, helped helped me find some sources on that as well. Um, but it's when I'm in the middle of it 
that sometimes it starts to say something back to me. Um, Now that can be just the aesthetic quality. It's like, oh, this needs more green in it or something like that, Mm -hmm. which is just the traditional way of working. But sometimes it really is, I can see it as God speaking to me. It's like, this is what you need to be getting out of this. So let me make sure I'm hearing you right. So you're kind of saying that God uses your creation to turn back into you oh, yeah. it's, and affect you. It can be very prayerful in that way, whether I'm intending it, which wow. is usually not always my intention at the time. Right. It's just, But because it's it's something that's usually done in solitude, um, sometimes there are more collaborative kinds of things that happen, um, but usually an artist is, tends to work in solitude on a piece. And that's a time when you're, you're not alone, even though you think you are. So when mm. God's in that situation, sometimes other things come up. It may change the direction of the piece, so then it may be very formal in that way. Um, and then it may change what my in, intention was for the piece in the end. Sure. What I find very interesting is that's typically not how it is received by others, because the the exact way that it is to me, what it's doing to okay, me is okay. not the same thing that happens to others. That's very individual, which is the other thing that I like about artwork is that its completion is out of the studio. It becomes something new and interactive with any else. of the viewers. Yes. Are you ever, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm coming to you in a second, Julie, but I'm curious, Tyrese, have you ever been caught by surprise by your artwork? Um... Yeah, I, when it when it's really changes the direction of things. There are still pieces that I have like backed up. I don't know how many years it will take me to create some things, um, uh, just that I've had in the works or plans for. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, you know, this could be the new thing that you you need to do, or oh, I was not intending this at all, and and really can be prayerfully spoken to if I'm listening while right. I'm while I'm creating Love and it. I don't have any specific examples for you but it does happen so <laughs> it just reminds me so much I mean of what you're saying what you're describing reminds me of actually raising my kids of um, as I'm sort of doing life with them and they say something and I'm like whoa that's that's important what they just said and I didn't see it coming because they were little or I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. or you know I was just doing life and suddenly the thing that Obviously, I helped or was a part of the creation is speaking to me in a very audible or tangible way. You're saying even art can do the same thing. Oh, yeah. And I love that. That is, <laughs> that is a beautiful concept for me to think through. I've, I've never considered that before. Julie, what would you add to this about art and your spirit, art and your soul? What does it take you? What does it do for you? Well, a lot of what Tyra said is is very much mirrored in, in my work. I, <clears throat> I find the final product... I, I can work on a piece in solitude, and I love working. It's it's like therapy. It's it's art therapy, and it's kind of like an eternal massage. It just makes me feel good mm-hmm. to you know be able to to paint. And I don't know where it's going to go, and and that's what I enjoy. And I, I paint a lot of flowers, which which to me are are I'm not a gardener. I don't even have a green thumb, but I love flowers because I love color, and and I know that. When I'm painting, especially when I'm quiet and I'm painting, I always wonder, where should I go next with this? How far should I take it? And sometimes I'll put it away or I'll stand back and I'll come back to it. And it's like something has told me. And it's, it's, it's God working through me wow. saying, saying, this is what you need to do with this or this is where this needs to go. And so you're actually having a dialogue. Some, 
sometimes I say, please help me. Right. Yes, because it's, it's something where I get, you get stuck and you think, and especially in commissions, you know, uh, and it, it, it's because in some ways I want, uh, commissions are harder because people, you're trying to please a person and what they're asking for. And I enjoy when I'd rather just freely be able to, to do something and then have the final product is having somebody look at that or someone say, oh my goodness, I see this and that. And to me, that's God speaking through me too. Speaking, saying what you did was, was good. Mm. And, and I, you know, it's, it's something that it's when you're so busy, especially when you're not really taking the time to sit back and think and, and actually, um, take a, take a look at why you do things. Art helps me do that. It makes me stop and reflect on why, why am I choosing this? Why am I choosing to do this? And I know it's God. It's God telling me that this is where you need to go. Well, that's a perfect segue for what I want to talk about next. And that is, so we have a lot of reflection time right now. Because <laughs> everybody, yes, everybody has to be home or in groups of less than 10. Mm-hmm. So you're saying art naturally does these things. Mm-hmm. It, it brings you that place of both reflection and conversation, both with yourself and with the and Lord. With mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so as we look at what's happening around us right now, what would, what would your advice be to somebody who maybe doesn't think of themselves as an artist, who doesn't think of art as an option, but has a lot of free time (laughs) or just boredom even. Yeah, exactly. And art, you don't have to be an artist. You, you, everyone's an artist. You don't have to have art background to be able to accomplish anything that has to do with what you call art. Um, I have, I have people all the time that will, um, um, in my classes, they'll say, I can't believe I just did this. I can't believe I painted this. And part of it is the accomplishment that they were able to, to actually do something what they call artistic. Um, and it, it, it doesn't, to me, being able to, whether it's, um, whether it's following a pattern or whether it's coloring out of a coloring book or whether it's, it's building, it's, it's, it's making cookies or following a recipe. All of those things are things that, that help you um, just realize that, that it's therapy for you because you actually are able to accomplish something and enjoy what you're doing and then and be able to enjoy it afterwards. Um, some of my, some of the projects um, right now, of course, in this, in this crazy time, um, I have four grandkids and they love, they love to do art projects and they're always begging to do them. And, um, so we've come up with a whole bunch of art projects that we're doing that it's for the adults and it's for kids too. My favorite one that we're doing right now is, um, and this is with my, my class that I, my adult class is we're doing wishing trees and we're, we, we are doing this all online. They go outside, get a branch from a tree, and they're taking any kind of um, paper that they have at home and on little slips of paper and trying to make it as colored paper if you have to color it or paint it. And they're they're tagging on the branch of the tree a million little, not a million, but hundreds of different things that they put on their tree. They glue them. You can wrap them with yarn. You can staple them. Everybody's doing all these fun things. And then what they do is that this is a wishing tree and you can put it into a pot and you see all these little flags and they're all either either wishes or their hopes or they could be memories. Or prayers um, maybe. Or prayers, exactly. And um, um, I know that we've just started a Facebook group for, um, 
for Grace. And I'm hoping that we can share some of these on Grace so that people can see that anyone can do these. But the excitement that you have, whether you're whether you're five years old or whether you're 55 years old or 85 years old, you can do these wishing trees. And it's an artistic project. It's Tyrus. It's an installation project. It really is. Yes. <laughs> um, and one more thing I want to say that is also artistic is a lot of people keep a diary or a journal. One of my favorite things is to be able to either, whether I'm reading some scripture, I like to be able to draw. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, doodler and I love to doodle. And when I'm reading, and I, I, I just have to have a pen in my hand, and I have to be able to doodle along with it, I save all those into my journal. And um, through Bible study and different, and different groups that I have, I really enjoy sharing these because they all become something. They become some kind of visual reminder mm-hmm. of what you were thinking about during that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't, you know... It's you a milestone. Know, it is. And if you have a legal pad or if you have a spiral notebook, you don't have to have a formal journal or a diary. Um, it's amazing what you can, you know, going back to look at those. So, so that's You know, there are certain Bibles that are even created for this. I've seen a, a friend of mine who um, does quite a bit of painting. She has a Bible that was specifically made with huge margins. So, you could, so that you can, as you're reading God's Word, just kind of free that's flow, wonderful. whatever hits you. And maybe it's just doodling, but maybe yeah. it's something that's really interacting with your spirit. And you and God are having this conversation in two ways, with the written word and with sort of, I don't know, the pen and ink or paper. I don't know. But she she uh, puts her stuff up online quite a bit. So they have whole Bibles. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that. And, you know, something else um, that's important to know is, you know, you can you can buy things online now. If, you, if you're saying, well, I don't have any... Uh, colored pencils or crayons or paints you can and most places now are are having free shipping even michael's hobby lobby you know if you don't want to get out in their store and the stores and so forth totally totally understandable um you can have just your pens and pencils at home but but don't let your uh don't let materials stop you from right. doing something if you don't have the bible which right, it sounds right. like a great idea sure. i'd love to see that then then make up your own you know have, have your scripture then have then then draw a right. picture or some kind of visual. I mean, color pencils will be what, like five bucks, ten bucks. Yes, yes, and and, and oh, everybody's got paper. Oh, you can yes, everyone's got paper. So this is not a, uh, an expensive like thing yeah. to do. No. A ream of paper and some pencils, you're done. Yeah, and and I think that's something that um, don't limit yourself because you think you don't have the materials because mm. you can you can go outside and get a branch off of a yeah, tree. Yeah, your wishing tree. Right, and, right. And, super and easy. It, it is, um, and now I'm going to call it the prayer tree. <laughs> I like that. But um, it, it's 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 a it's just a great it's a great activity to do, and you can do I it with it. your kids, with your grandkids, or you can do it just for yourself or your family. So it, it's a great idea. Well, one thing that we're going to do, just I mean, I would love to sort of piggyback on this prayer tree thing is we're going to create a hashtag. We have created a hashtag called grace at home, all one word. So hashtag grace at home. And I want people to take pictures of what they're doing oh, that's great. when they're doing it so that we can share those pictures, both in the emails and on Facebook or on social media, wherever people are at. Cause, uh, so if you're out for a walk and you're praying and doing, and doing, uh, doing what you need to do, if you're creating something like mm-hmm. some art, uh, I want us to share those things cause we're still a family just cause mm-hmm. we can't be physically together. We're still a family, and I want to share those things. So that's just an idea. Tyrus, what would you add to this in terms of art, in terms of uh, social distancing and quarantine times? Um, Just to piggyback on what Julie was just saying, 
I don't think that it needs to necessarily be, if, if you know, maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have income right now because that's a, d- a distinct possibility for some people. Right. Um, and you're not, you're not going to buy the colored pencils because it's not going to be the most important thing that you can do. But you don't have, what what is an art material is kind of what I try to teach right. my students Love sometimes. So you have stuff at home that is not a traditional art material that could still be used that way. Like one, one of, Magazines, uh, yeah. collage is just as valid of a medium as anything with draw. And actually, people might feel a little more at ease with that because they don't have to draw or paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so mix and match different things. I have my students. I'm going to see how this works at a distance very soon because one of my classes, their next project is doing a collage, just choosing colors out of catalogs, magazines, whatever, um, and maybe making it like a mosaic. So if you want to cut them in squares or whatever, and so trace a picture mm-hmm. <laughs> onto something it's 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 very easy to to use just materials that are at home okay uh, instead of getting something go get art materials if you want but the emphasis will be on the creating not the yeah. medium per yeah se. Right. right exactly um and because it can it it is so meditative that's mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing um you kind of lose track um maybe don't keep the news on while you're doing it maybe yeah. listen right. to music or just be you know solitude we're going to be at home and we don't necessarily always stop and just yeah. have everything quiet. And at some homes, you might not mm-hmm. ever have anything quiet, but um, it may calm everyone mm-hmm. down. Uh, parents work who are working at home and working, and their kids are at home too. Something like collage that everybody can do together, or the okay, the coloring thing is is an, you know if you've got what kids, you probably got crayons too. So. What if everyone took uh, just the shape of a stained glass window that we have at church? Mm-hmm. You know, and and everyone did a collage of what they using magazine using oh, yeah. coloring paper and having making a stained glass window. Think of all the that. beautiful windows we would have. And it know, doesn't even have to. It could be completely abstract. You yes. wouldn't have to make it an image, but just mm-hmm. like you know, even a gradation of one color into mm-hmm. another. Can you find the next color that goes in between these yeah. colors? It's kind of like a color wheel right in a window there. I put a I put a, a bunny a collage not a collage but it was actually they were just painting different colors pastel colors that were um, springtime, and showed them how to do a bunny, and then I had a bunch of uh, people have sent me pictures of many of them did crosses. Oh, okay. And I thought you know once they learn how to do this negative you know whatever but it's it's such a it is it's meditative and it's also it's it's a great time to spend just just not watching the news and doing something that's that's something that's meaningful to you. I actually think that's one of the, the unseen gifts of what we're in right now. And that is this um, opportunity to engage in uh, our world in a way that largely is forgotten. And that is oh, engage in our world without distractions. We're used to being inundated by inputs at all times from all places. And a lot of those inputs have been muted. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go certain places you can't do certain things sports is gone mm-hmm. for a season and I love sports and now I'm I, at first I was sort of frustrated and angry and then I was like wait there's still lots of things for me to do um, so let me let me transition this here then just a couple final points I'm curious you kind of already touched on this a little bit but I think this this act of creation this act of making art is a gift uh, I love this idea of sharing stained glass windows or sharing the, the prayer tree as a gift for others, but how much is a gift, how much is art or creation a gift to yourself? And 
if it is, how is it a gift to yourself? I think you've already sort of touched on this, but I'd love to say a little bit more about that. Well, I think it's brought me closer to God because I have more time where I am not am not distracted. That's a good that's a good segue into that because I, <clears throat> I and and whether you know, most of us are not working now because of the situation or not working as much as we were before. So you have more time and you and during that time without the sports and without, you know, all the extra distractors that are out there, then you have the time to be able to really be more meditative and let God speak to you. And I yeah, think mindful is the word it, I, I like to use yes, sometimes. Mindful. And it's and I think that's how that's how I have enjoyed this past time in my in, since working full time that I've had I have gone I've grown closer to God because of mm. it. And um, because I, I think that God's always been there, but he never I mean I never right took the time to really explore it as much. So I have that time now. And I and, and art has brought me there. It right. was, I mean, I could, I could have not been doing my artwork, but because I have that time and I'm exploring and I'm saying, all of a sudden, how, how, how do I have this creativity that, that brings me here? And I know now it's because God has given mm. that to me. I love that word explore that you just said too, because I think the temptation is when we have a couple free minutes, like, oh, let me catch up on some Netflix. Exactly. Or whatever show that I miss, and now you're saying, no, why don't you explore some new things, yeah. some new parts that you wouldn't have otherwise explored? Right. You know, here I'm thinking about some people in our church also who are trying to also deal with the financial markets that are obviously going haywire. I think the exploring of something other than work is really important right now because mm-hmm. their work life is incredibly stressful, and there's no yeah. there's no antidote. No one knows what's happening or why it's happening. So, yeah, I love that. Beautiful. What would you add to that, Tyrus? I, I do it in a little more personal way and that, you know, someone that feels called into being an artist, um, that it's God's gift to me, but my gift to myself is actually using what he mm-hmm. has provided mm-hmm. for me. Because if you're... If you're not using what God has given you, then you're... And, and sometimes when I'm teaching, I... Which... I think I'm called into teaching too, but sometimes it just gets in the way. <laughs> uh, it feels like it because I don't have the time to create. And um, because Tyrus, that that's your job to be a teacher. It's like my job right. before. I no longer have that job. I've yeah. retired from that job, and now see. And I think that's how you will you will see that one day when you retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, and this well, podcast brought to you by retirement. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that's going to be a long way off from the stock market right now. But, but the, you probably feel that now that you don't have the teaching, which is your job, and you right. can actually do that exploring that you have. And I've always teaching. looked at it this way, that I, I don't understand people that, that feel like they're not good. You know, I'm going to get to retirement and I'm just going to have all this time to not do stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to finally have time to make art at this point. (laughs) I don't don't see myself as, it's still work for me, but it's the work that I really, really enjoy and Mm -hmm. I feel like it's what was given me to do. Love it. So. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's transition in our our final point here. Um, Wrap this up with some practical examples. We've already given several, so I'd love to hear anything else. Tyrus, let's start with you about um, maybe non-traditional ways to do art. Uh, I, I think we're pretty familiar with the drawing or um, collage stuff. What would be some other things that uh, would be really unintimidating for folks who don't consider themselves artists? What could they do? 
Oh my. Um, you know, again, with, with just non-traditional materials, whatever you have around, and it doesn't have to be something that you're going to, you know, it's going to be on a canvas and you're going to stick it up on the wall. This is more for what it does for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And um, Julie and I were both um, FAFO, Fine Arts for Ocala members for a while, so we dealt with art in that form as well. And um, one of our friends there um, who's who works for FAFO who is an artist, but she does some of the most non-traditional things. The the one that I think of, that I haven't seen her do for a while, but she has long hair, and you probably know where this is going, and sometimes in the shower when her hair is shed, mm-hmm. she will draw with the hairs on the side of the shower. So she'll do a horse, or she'll do, and, and it, it's just lying. I know it's the strangest thing. <laughs> I, it, it is an odd thing. I'm, I'm actually I'm curious, but kind of creeped out and a little but grossed out too. Share but those. She, that's just, she takes she takes she takes. I don't have enough hair to be able how, to do how this. About, how about share one. them very carefully? Like there needs to be a tasteful sharing. She of takes these. a picture of it later, <laughs> and then posts that. But what I'm getting at more is we all know, it, like in our shower time, yeah. is like. A time when God speaks to it's, us. It's very intimate. Uh, and so you let everything else go during that time and draw with soap on the side of your shower. I don't right. care what you do. But but things will... That's when my best ideas for my artwork actually mm. come up. Um, so whether it's creating art or just letting yourself be open during that time because you can't do anything that's else right, except right. bathe or just relax when I you're in the bathtub. I have some of my best prayer times there. I'm not exactly, unintentional because yeah. I'm just sort of... I'm going through the motions and I'm thinking about stuff and then it turns into a prayer. And so I never thought about turning it into art. That's interesting. Um, okay. Well, and if you're not... Okay, so some people are still going to be intimidated no sure. matter what. They're right. going to say, I, I just don't feel that I could do this. Good. But if you really like art and you want to engage with it and say your children are working on something and you want to kind of be on the same page as them... Um, there are a lot of museums have their collections for, you know, online that you can look at and you can look at them at, in minute detail. And if you like history kinds of things, um, I was just listening on NPR the other day and I used to live in, in Boston. They have the, or in the area and I went to church in Boston, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. It's just down from the Museum of Fine Arts. It's on the Fenway. So it's actually close to Fenway Park as well. Um, but this was a an Say it again. What's it called? Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Okay. Okay. So this woman was an eccentric. She actually went to the church that I went to in Boston. Um, she was very wealthy. I think that came through her husband. And after he died, she made this magnificent Italian villa on the Fenway that does not match architecturally anything <laughs> in Boston. And when she died, she had collected really significant artwork of like old masters and she said this will become a museum and they will leave it exactly as i lived in it so they can't really move the the artwork or anything well 30 years ago um, thieves broke into the museum and stole several pieces including a vermeer which vermeer is a 17th century dutch artist and there's only about 35 paintings that he did in his lifetime so for one of them to be gone is kind of amazing. Yeah. Uh, and a Rembrandt, um, which most people have at least heard of Rembrandt, yeah. and it was his only seascape. The thieves actually cut the canvases out of 
the the frames that they were in, and they have never been found since. I think they've probably been destroyed because of the way that they um, took them out. But it's this ongoing mystery, and there are podcasts about these kinds of things. So if you like a mystery and you want to add art into it, this is something. It's going to take your mind off of all sorts of things. But it's, so it's where, also, where would they find this? Um, I think WBUR, which is the NPR station that is in um, in Boston. Did a whole um, like a podcast series. But you probably can Google. You could you could find that, and there's all sorts of articles and books written on this art heist because it is, it is the biggest unsolved art heist ever. Most things get found, and this has been 30 years, and they haven't found because they have no good tips on that. So yeah, so that's not even creation. That's just like fun. Yes, it's and it's it's something that if you like art but don't feel like you can do anything with it, then go right ahead and and follow the the information that. You know, it's a thriller. It's it's a, that's there's cool. all sorts that's of really information on it. I like it. That's cool. That's what would you add, Julie? Practical um, examples, ways well, forward. Well, um, I've mentioned a few, and <clears throat> to kind of piggyback on Tyrus, one of the things that it's always fun to do is is look up some of these famous. Look up the Mona Lisa, for instance, and 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 if you can make a copy, if not, just play with drawing Mona Lisa. And then tra- tra- modernize her, modernizing her. You know, maybe put a hat on her. Maybe change. You know, the way she- I've seen kids put fangs on her. You know, do different <laughs> things. Um, um, I know it sounds. Um, do the, the the one the girl with the pearl earring. You've probably seen that. You can you can you know take take that that portrait and you know change her up. You can take magazines and you can take pictures cut pictures out of magazines, of cars, of anything, and you change them up to make them to make them more customized for you. Um, it's just a, it's a fun activity, and then you can actually put them together and have your own family museum book of different creations that that's you've fun. made. Um, um, the other thing that's good to do um, is to look up look up a color wheel and and make a color wheel at home of found objects. You know, like take out your um, uh, if you have a, uh, a marker that is uh, pink, okay, where does that go on your color wheel? Take and, and take different things on the color wheel and then make found objects and put them next to where that color is on the color wheel. Um, it helps, especially I know with, with us, it helps us learn where colors belong and how they're complementary and how that they're they um where they where they fall on the color wheel but it's it's really kids especially love that because if you say go in the pantry and find you know find products in the pantry that are all for the color that that match the color wheel um and for adults i can't tell you how important coloring books can be Mm. there's zentangle books that you know they are um they're wonderful opportunities to just to just do mindful thinking while you're coloring. Um, there's some beautiful biblical ones. There's some gorgeous museum coloring books. Um, and, you know, again, if you don't want to go out and find them, you can get them online as well. Um, I'm hoping that we can put some different links uh, so yep. we can we can actually have some different projects. As you guys give us links, we can mm-hmm. attach them to this podcast as well. Yeah, that would be great. That would yeah, be great. Okay. Good. Beautiful. Well, thank you to both of you for your expertise and the gift that God has put inside of you for art. It is a gift to me and I think to the folks who are listening to uh, this podcast. Uh, you've inspired me. I did not think that I would uh, be doing art, but now I feel like I, I really want to actually, which uh, is, I don't consider myself an artist in that way. Um, 
but now that I th- and when I think about it as creation, it, it t- takes on a new, a new form. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. If um, if you have any questions or comments about this co- podcast, please feel free to give me an email at jonathan at graceocala.org. Would love to hear from you or call the church office 352-622-7881. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can make sure that you get all the new content as it comes out and um, that you can stay connected with us using the uh, hashtag Grace at Home. Thanks again, guys. Thanks. Thank you. It was fun. Thanks for listening. For more exclusive Grace Church content, subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on our website for new postings. God bless.